Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Ashling got in touch with us in Galway because, Ashling, you want to talk about the cost of trying to get behind the wheel, the cost of learning to drive in Ireland at the moment. What's your own situation? Are you currently learning to drive? Um, yeah, so I did the theory test there two days ago, which I paid €45 euro for, and today I'm getting the eye test, which you need to get the learning permit, which is, which is another €45 euro today. So just in a few days, that's what, €90? Euro? Yeah. No, not even, sorry. 90 Sorry, my math isn't very good. Yeah. Okay. So, so forty-five for the for the theory test and forty-five for the eye test, and that's before that's before you do anything. Yeah, and then when I actually want to get the learner permit, so I can get my lessons, uh, that's another thirty-five euro. The thirty-five so for the permit. Thirty. So forty-five for the theory test, forty-five for the essential eye test, and then another thirty-five just for the learner permit. And what about the twelve lessons that you're then? Going take? Uh, I think that'll come to about 700. There are 50 euro per lesson. You need te- 12 at least, like yeah. by the law. And then you're, you're going to get more than 12 to be fully prepared for the test itself. So you'll be looking at getting maybe 14 lessons at least. So it'll be around 600 euro, 700 euro I'll be looking at. Just for the lessons. And it, it, do, the do the, does the price of the lessons vary in different areas or is, is 50 euro kind of the going rate? I, I think in Galway it's a little bit more expensive because it's a city. If I wanted, to, I'm from Westmead originally, but I'm up here studying. If I wanted to go home and do my lessons there, it would be cheaper, but it's just too hard. Like I'm a student nurse and we're sent out on placements, which I need a car for. Like I, we're based in Galway City and I know girls that have been sent to Clifton. I've been sent to Roscommon, Ballinasloe, and the public transport in this country is just, it's, it's very unreliable um, at best. Yeah. So, you know, we really do need it. So it's not just for the luxury of being a student with a car. You you actually need the car to yeah. to carry out your yeah. placement, Ashley. Like I was in Clarenbridge last year for one of my placements and it was the last bus home. I finished at eight o'clock and I was at the bus stop and the bus just drove straight past me. Only that I had a friend who was around to come out and collect me from Galway City. I would have been stranded in Clarenbridge because my mum was down home. She was working. I just would have been stuck in Clarenbridge, mm. which is about a half an hour drive from Galway City. And like the the difficulty in trying to pay for all of this, Ashling, even as a student. Yeah, and even paying for the bus fares is really expensive. And we only get max nine or eight euro a day that we can claim back off the college for placement expenses. Um, and obviously that doesn't even begin to cover it. Because sometimes you have to pay for accommodation if you're out in places like Clifton and, you know, even yeah. further. And how long is your placement? Um, so this year I'm in third year, so we've got six. Six weeks of theory, six weeks of placement, six weeks of theory, and then six weeks of placement. So we could be on placement for six weeks at a time. Yeah. And okay. then I also have to, because of the accommodation crisis, I have to keep my house up here in Goa City. So I have to pay that rent. And then I might have to pay like B&B costs in whatever town I'm on placement. So I do need a car. And did the cost of all of this put you off applying for your, your, your driver test at all? hundred percent like when I was 14 15 you know the legal age to drive to learn how to drive 16 I always said oh I can't wait to drive I'll start straight away as soon as I, as soon as I turned 16 but I was kind of shocked about <laughs> the price of it yeah. only now that I'm 20 years of age and I have my own job I can like put aside money the last few years that I can kind of start the process a little bit but definitely like my mum works full-time so when I'm home in Westmead I'm, you know I really do have to rely on her so it did put me off 
And is, is the plan, so you're probably how many months away roughly, do you think, from being even in a position to take the test, Ashley? Oh, correct. at least over a year away. By the time I get all the lessons done, the money put aside, at least over a year. Yeah. And then is is the is the plan like will you try and you know get get insured on on a family car or have you have you thought that far down the line yet? See, I'm the youngest of three girls, and my other two sisters are already insured on my mum's license or insurance. So I, I don't think it's fair to ask her that because she's already paying so yeah. much money as it is. And then there's people, of course, who don't speak to their parents, or maybe their parents don't drive themselves. Like it's just impossible to get insurance. But then, you're, yeah, the cost then of, of course, to, trying to get a car on the road as well after after all yeah. of this. Are many of your, your college friends in this position, Ashley? I presume many of are them they are. What? Sorry? Are many of your other friends in the same position? Oh, loads of them are, yeah. Like, yeah. Transport is a huge, huge thing for us in nursing. It really is hard. And, and it's just, as students as well, we don't get paid for placements. And then it's hard to work our own jobs at the weekend because we could be doing four days of placement. Then we might have Friday, Saturday and Sunday off. Then we'd have to work Saturday, Sunday, our own jobs, um, which obviously pays for our shopping during the week. So there's just no time to save up for a car. It really is a privilege to, to learn how to drive. Like when I was in secondary school, all the kids who had their licenses at 16, 17, you know, they got it because their mums and dads paid for it. Ashling, stay with us because I, I want to chat to a couple of other people that are maybe in a similar position um, to you. The number is 1800 453 106. But actually, Brenda Bulger from the Bulger School of Motoring is is on the line as well too, Ashling. Brenda, you've been listening to Ashling there. I mean, is she right that learning to drive is now a privilege? She absolutely is. I've been listening to her and I've been thinking, is that my daughter? Because she's in exactly the same scenario. Um, she's at college, she's working part-time. She, we live in a very, very rural part of Kilkenny where if we don't have a car, there is no public transport. Like, it, it's a car or a cycle or a walk and yeah. we don't have the weather for the cycling and the walking. But Ashling is absolutely right. The astronomical cost of trying to learn how to drive and get on the roads, it, and it's, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, Ashling, I really do, but it's going to get more expensive because once you get your car and you get on the road, you're going to look at about two, two and a half thousand just for your first year's insurance for 12 months. The prices are astronomical for young people. And is that for your own policy or as a name driver, Brenda? With your own policy, with a full licence, um, I think my daughter is the same as Ashling. She's 20, like I said, in college, part-time student. She got her full licence. She got her car. And her first year's insurance was €2,550. And the, the, the actual cost of learning to drive, Ashling mentioned like €45 over the theory test. Um, I see a text in to Ashling from somebody talking about the, the theory um, book or material as well that you need. €45 mm-hmm. for the eye test, €35 Euro for the learner permit. And then you're into €50 Euro by 12 times for the minimum number of driving lessons. And that's before you even apply to actually do the test. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you can fail the test as well. And pardon, Ashley? Sorry, I'm just saying you could fail the test as well. So yeah. You have to do it multiple times. Yeah, and that test is €85 euro as well. Um, and I don't think it's the €50 euros exclusive just to... Galway, um, I have a young lady as well who had been taking lessons in Carlo, and in Carlo the lessons are fifty euro as well. So I don't think it's just isolated to big cities, but you do have to shop around for them. A lot of driving instructors are very good 
in the sense that they'll give deals where you might get like the 12 lessons for the price of 10 or something if like that. If you pay that. up front or something. Actually, I see a couple of texts in already yeah. from people on that. Uh, this listener, Brenda, says, I've spent nearly 800 euro in lessons and unfortunately I was so nervous on the day of the test that I failed. I had to pay 110 euro then to subsequently resit the test. I found the whole thing to be so extortionately expensive. Uh, this testing or this listener, um, again, talking about the price variations in in learning to drive across the country. Like, is the system the right system, Brenda, in your opinion? I, I have, I, I, I will say on the outset, we need a system. We absolutely need to have the standard that people need to reach when we're going out on the road because we're all responsible for ourselves, but we're all responsible for everybody else as well. And we do have to have the standards. I'm not entirely sure that like 12 mandatory lessons the structure of them is like a one-size-fits-all model. They are designed that for every one lesson you have with an instructor, you have three with a sponsor driver. But again, to allude to Ashling's point earlier of a luxury, you have to have access to another vehicle that you're insured on or private lands that you can drive on to get those three extra lessons in each time. So in essence, you're supposed to have 12 with your instructor and then 36 with somebody else, if my maths are correct, um, on top of that, which brings it up to 48 hours of driving before you even render an mm. idea of having a test. And you have to have your license for six months before you can even apply to have the test. And not everybody has the luxury of having a vehicle that they can practice in outside of their lessons. A lot of people would just be dependent upon the 12 lessons, hiring the instructor's car and trying to sit the test. And whilst we do have the 12 lessons and we want to deliver the 12 lessons, mm. you would find yourself in scenarios where some students, they, they get it and it clicks with them and they understand it and they're mechanically minded and it just fits with their learning style and you could sign them off on eight lessons because they're, they, they just, it's their thing. And then you can have some other students and you can do the 12 and you're thinking, I'll sign off on the 12 because I'm obliged to sign off on the 12 because you've taken 12, but I would advise you to continue and take more lessons because the standard of skill that they have isn't necessarily where yeah. it needs to be to pass okay. it. And some people are very good. They'll take that advice on board. They don't necessarily come back to, to me or to their instructor. They can go and get a second yeah. opinion somewhere else, which I would always encourage. But a lot of them will just ignore the advice of done the 12 lessons, I'll pay the 85 euro, I'll sit the test and they don't have a successful outcome in the test. Uh, Libby um, Libby is going to join us as well, Brenda and Ashling. Uh, Libby, are you currently learning to drive or what's your story? Um, yeah, so I finished my lessons at the start of May this year and I applied for my test and I'm still waiting on a test. So my big issue with the driving lessons is all the work's been put in and I'm still now spending money on fuel and everything, but there's no license. Like I can't drive still. So I think like it's kind of like spending a lot of money on one thing and there's no outcome really yet. So there's a really big problem at the moment with them. So yeah, you've had three, th- a three month sort of a wait period between completing your 12 lessons and you still haven't. Have you got a date even for the test, Libby? No. And every time I go on, it like says like there's no point in bringing, you know, you just have to wait. Everybody's in the same boat. Even the test centres have very little availability. And surely this means now that even, you know, we'll say you get the test in the end of September or October, Mm -hmm. you'll nearly have to go back and do another lesson or two. 
Yeah, I actually, um, my driving instructor has been very good. He has, you know, stayed in touch with me so that I can obviously, when I do get a date, meet him, have a few pre-tests, because the weight is awful. Um, Yeah, and also there is the issue of insurance. So I have had my insurance now for a year, but that's on a learner permit. So in October, I'm going to have to renew my insurance. And if I haven't gotten a test yet, I'm just paying very expensive insurance again as a learner. Are there many people, Brenda, in Libby's position that there's this wait time where, like, I mean, surely the, the best case scenario is that you'd complete your tests and nearly try and get the test then as soon as possible? I, I think if we could, again, just go back to the structure. Libby's right. This is happening everywhere. And if I'm not mistaken, if you look up Clonmel, I think the next available appointment for Clonmel is in January, which is like more than eight weeks away. But maybe what we could do, since we're aware that there is such a delay between applying for your test and actually getting a test date, that we could allow you to apply for your test with your eight lessons. And then you have to complete the other. So you get a test appointment and they normally are very, very good to give you four weeks notice. Mm. You could take those other four lessons within that four weeks, which your driving instructor, of course, can sign off on with the Road Safety Authority, which allows you to get some lessons that you need to get yourself on the road. Again, depending on your level of skill. Um, But then that you don't have like, like, uh, uh, sorry, I've forgotten your name. Libby, is it? Yeah, Libby. Yeah, that you're, you've finished your lessons in May and this is September and, you know, it's too expensive to take the driving lessons as a luxury. You do need to practice. You have to have yeah. your own car yeah. to do that. The insurance then is twice as expensive if you're on a provisional rather than a full license. I know some insurance companies will allow like a box to be fitted into the car, but that restricts you from driving the same routes all the time. So you wouldn't be allowed to drive to and from your job or to and from college all the time. And they'll just allow for random journeys. It's They're catching young people every which way when all they want to do is to be able to get from A to B and, and do it as efficiently as possible. If you'd have been in a position, Libby, to apply, as Brenda said there, you know, even make the application to sit the test when you completed at least your eighth or your ninth lesson, like you'd probably be at this stage nearly, you know, ready to sit the test. Yeah, definitely. A lot of the texters as well, Brendan, are making the point the testing system is totally wrong, completely prohibitive to most people. It should be continuous assessment. I don't know how that would work, though, to be honest with you. But um, another listener has got in contact as well. It's cost me over four grand to get the license to drive an articulated truck. A car license doesn't sound too bad listening to this conversation. Uh, this listener says, um, on the point that you need to have a car, that you need that you shouldn't need a car to begin with in the first instance, if people are needing to have a car at 17 or 18, I think it's a failure of the public infrastructure system says this texter and an email in here from another listener my son paid out a fortune and all of this was very financially challenging and thoroughly frustrating as he was a student despite the fact that he's now an excellent driver uses my car with a fully licensed driver with him he's failed the test four times now in the past year as he's just been totally stressed out on the day there should be a reduction in the cost of the subsequent tests 85 euros is far too costly uh, 85 euros is a big sum to be paying out at any stage, let alone with the cost of everything going through the roof for us. And there is that element of nervousness. And there is an argument to be made that the driving test is not a test of ability, more so than a test of performance. 
um, and how people perform in exam conditions. But I have to say I'm a huge advocate of continual assessment. I think that is absolutely the way to go. So if we take one of the, the ladies there, Ashley or Libby, 20 years old, you get your full licence, you are never tested again until you turn 65 and then you get an eye test. Ever. No one ever checks in on your driving skill or your level of driving. But you're not, you're not, are you advocating though that then Brenda, that people there should be, you know, continuous assessment every five or ten years or, like surely the whole point of the 12 lessons is that everybody is at the one standard to start with. Well, that's true, but we could also have that, that argument if you go into school, everybody's sitting in the same class being taught the same information by the same teacher and yet some people come out with A's and some people fail the class. So the, the one size fits all model of teaching is not something that fits for this. Like if we go through the EDT syllabus, on the very first lesson, the driving instructor is supposed to sit in the car with the pupil and teach them everything about the controls inside the car. So how the clutch works, how the brake works, Mm. indicators, everything like that. And then if you look at the second EDT lesson, it talks about how they negotiate themselves on minor roads and roundabouts. Now, as a driving instructor, I have never and will never give somebody my vehicle to drive around a roundabout for their second time sitting beside the steering wheel. Never. Not going to happen. So um, it, I don't, <laughs> we also have the issue where we have, let's say, people who have a uh, license from the age of 16 to mm. drive the tractor. And they wouldn't have necessarily any practice when it comes to observations and reaction to hazards because they're driving that vehicle on private property. I know people are texting and say, I see young lads driving tractors on roads, but I'm just going to stick with the legal part. Yeah. That they're driving in fields and there is no other traffic around, you know, they're tilling fields or whatever the case may be. But they would have a developed understanding of vehicle dynamics because they've had that year of experience of braking and turning and weight displacement and that type of thing. Again, you could have someone who has driven, like, a, I think it's with the same license, you can do like a moped or up to a yeah, one yeah, yeah. engine with a motorcycle, um, where they would have a lot of experience in terms of observation and reaction to hazards, where, the, the, you know, the, the opposite skills that, that, that a tractor driver would be. And there's no taking into account that some people might have a little bit more Advanced I know, well, I t- I, yeah, I do. I take, I, I, I take your point on that, but I suppose just from the road safety perspective, they probably just want everybody to start at at least a base level, a base understanding um, of what's ahead of them. But I, I do take your point that that's not a model that's going to fit everybody for sure. We'll have to leave it there for the minute, though. Brenda Bulger from the Bulger School of Motoring, Ashley in Galway as well. Thanks for getting in touch about this, uh, Libby too. There's actually lots more uh, listeners getting in contact now, wanting to share their stories. Look, let us know the cost of learning to drive. How much did you have? to pay out to try and get behind the wheel or if you're like Ashling and Libby and you're currently in this position do let us know 53106 we will come back to this in a few moments we're also going to be talking about um, the struggle to get swimming lessons for children apparently a big issue in some areas of the country uh, do let us know the situation in your area up next though how safe are third party ticket websites Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk. A little earlier in the programme today, we were talking about the cost of learning to drive and how prohibitive it can be for many people. And we heard from Ashling, who's a student nurse in her third year placement in Galway. And she was just talking about the the overall cost of actually even trying to sit the test in the first instance. And she described it as being a privilege 
to learn to drive. And there's a lot of people getting in touch with us uh, since that conversation. Robert is on the line. Well, Robert, what's your experience with learning to drive? I had a bit of a lucky experience. Um, like, you know, the the I was working full time. Um, I was kind of able to kind of manage the cost of it. But like, yeah, like I did my theory test. I failed the first time. And that's forty-five euro gone. Then another forty-five euro. So that's ninety euro before even trying to get your learner permit. Um, and then the insurance rate, like insurance rates, I think are, I think, kind of the worst of it. Because I started learning when I was twenty-four, going to twenty-five, mm. my learner permit insurance wasn't through the roof, but it was still, you know, it was fourteen hundred. For the year, yeah, which is Whereas, still huge, like, yeah. yeah, which is very lucky. But the majority of like learner drivers are starting like seventeen, eighteen. You know, their their insurance rates. I know from experience with my brother, like he was getting quoted like over two grand. Like, what eighteen year old has two grand? And this is just for the at the before the full license stage, Robert. This is at the the provisional. Is, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. This is the provisional stage. So like that's the so and what I, I I don't understand why it can be so much. I mean, technically, um, when you're a learner, you're not supposed to be on the road that much. So how could you be, you know, that dangerous? Now I know learner drivers can you know usually drive on their own a lot, but like sometimes they have no choice. And wh- wh- where are you in this process now, Robert? Um, I'm full full licensed driver now. Okay. Um, and I have my car. As I said, like I was lucky working full time, like kind of able to put aside that extra bit of money. Yeah. And but like if I still lived in, you know, I live in Kilkenny, and if I still lived in the city centre, I I wouldn't have been able to. Okay. Mainly oh no! Absolutely, it's it's it's, else, it's, like it's, it's yeah. It's the cost is the um, yeah. is the overall complaint certainly for people getting in touch today. Deirdre's on the line in Cavan as well. Deirdre, why did you get in contact about this? Yeah, I got in contact because it was actually quite funny. Um, in 2020, uh, just when lockdown had hit, my son had lost his seat on the school bus, and I know you had an issue on that yesterday. Yes. But he had actually done all his lessons and he was waiting on his test. So when he lost his seat on the bus a week before he was due to go back to school and he was heading into leave and cert, I rang the test centre and I said, look, is there any way of getting a test, you know, for my son? He has no way of getting to school. I work full time. Um, and this was on a Friday and he got a test on the following Monday. Are you serious? Test. Yeah, passed his test. He had been working all summer. He bought himself a car. Paid for his insurance. His insurance started off at just under three grand. Um, he's now driving. Th- he's heading for three years driving, and his insurance has come down to fourteen hundred. Um, so it's worth it. I mean, it, it, for him, everything happened really, really quickly, so there was no time to think about it. So you but just rang. Hindsight, you just rang the test centre. I rang and, the test centre, and I and I explained the situation. And I said, yeah. "Look, he's heading into leaving cert. Uh, there's no way I can drive to school uh, twice a day." You know, so he can he can go to school and everything else. And I know school was in and out as well at that time, but it just it just happened so quickly. And when I look back, and it, it was probably the best thing that ever happened because the cost is there and will always be there. And when I was learning to drive, and I'm not going to say how many years ago that is, yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. When I was learning I to drive, it was always expensive. 
Um, so for for new drivers, it's never going to be cheap. Insurance is no. never going to be cheap. No, it's not. And, and, but it's interesting the point though, because that that was the, the the very issue that one of her other callers, Libby, made was that like she finished up, you know, she completed her twelve lessons in May, and we're now into September, and she still hasn't got called for her test. And you know, there's obviously a cost then with having to go back and reset tests. But you're saying a simple phone call to the test centre might even sort that. A simple phone call, I was probably very lucky. I, mean, yeah. I know it's a couple of years ago now and, and, and queues have gotten even greater since. Um, and it just happened that, that luck was in our favour that day maybe and the, there was a cancellation the following Monday. Now, luckily he could have failed it, but lucky he didn't. Mm. He passed it and he was driving to school the next day. Uh, I mean, and as I said, when I look back now and I look at his insurance costs two years ago and now they've come down, uh, he's off his novice plates. I mean, everything's good. So, uh, you know, it, it does work out. Yeah. Uh, Joe was with us as well, Deirdre. Um, Joe, do you see a solution to this? Well, it's plain and simple that it should be part of the curriculum. School curriculum? Yeah, leave and church, the leave and church curriculum, yeah. Like, you've had nurses on, you've had everyone on saying that they need a necessity, the dirt of public transport within Ireland, um, that you can't, like I used to live in a small village, and there's only one bus in the morning to the main town and another. And even if I wanted to get a bus to Belfast, I have to go to Dublin. And then the bus from Dublin goes straight through past Dundalk, Drogheda, and on to Belfast. I can't get a direct bus to Belfast from Dundalk. So you think actually having been able to learn, if you were able to learn to drive while you were in school? Um, well, part of the... Part of the leave and cert curriculum and the other benefits, like we've all know um, leave and cert and college students work on weekends, having a car will greatly improve their earning potential. Like they can go out a P- SPSV licence and drive taxis in at weekends. Uh, they can do food delivery. It just opens it up for a lot more. They can do van deliveries for companies at weekends um, because we're facing a shortage of taxi drivers, uh, van drivers, bus drivers, lorry drivers, and for the lorry and Mm. bus drivers, it just completely brings on that one step faster to get um, a bus or lorry licence. There's another text in actually in in favour with what you're saying, Joe. You know, this listener says, why are driving lessons not completed or carried out, at least carried out in secondary school and subsidised through the education system? I actually think it might be a great help to students. Uh, Nicola is with us as well in Kilkenny. Nicola, what's your view in all of this? Well, my son is in a different position that I probably wouldn't have been aware of, but for the fact that it's affecting him. He did his 12 lessons and can technically drive a car but he needs experience. And when he finished his lessons, he was moving from Kilkenny to Cork. He was no longer coming up to Cork or from Cork regularly. So he couldn't continue to be on my insurance because it was just a ridiculous use of money. Um, And as a result, he had hoped to get an instructor in Cork to have regular lessons so they could keep his skill, develop his skill and do his test in Cork. But no instructor will take him on without a car that he can practice in. So he's now coming... in the next few months, he'll be uh, coming to the end of his in uh, license mm. learning permit, and uh, then that that means that he's gained nothing from completing the twelve lessons. But I thought a lot of the time, you know, that um, a lot of the instructors would let you pay to avail of their car, you know, for, for the yeah. facility you're using their car. But in this case, he can't get that. No, they ask him each time, does he have a car to practice in? And he says, no. That's the purpose of you know, he wants to practice in their car and do the test in their car. Yeah. 
um, in Cork, but nobody take, nobody's taking him on. And he has his 12 lessons done. And do they give a reason? No, they just don't. Just say no. They, they just do. don't, don't do that no. for whatever. They don't tie up their yeah. car with people doing tests. So yeah. what? where does that leave him now, so Nicola? Well, nowhere really, because he's not up here in order to be insured in my car adequately. You know, he, he just isn't up here mm. often. Um, so he can't get a car without somebody else's insurance being in place. That's just not an option for him in Cork. And um, it looks like his license will run out and he'll just have gained nothing. And we would have funded his lessons and all of that. And I know, and the cost of it. Sure, we were yeah. only talking about that earlier. Yeah, so it just seems crazy. And I mean, you're, another of your callers said it was a privilege to learn. It clearly is yeah. a privilege. Because he's, he mustn't be the only person who doesn't have access to a car. You know, otherwise we're saying that you then must have a car to to practice in in order to apply for your lessons and your license. And that seems, you know, not very equitable in terms of access. No, I have to say I'm surprised to hear that because yeah. a lot of the point that a lot of the other texters make is that, you know, many people do um, pay. Now, they do pay to use their driving instructor's car for the facility of taking the test. That You know, a lot of them would do that. Yeah. Perhaps they're just so busy they, they're not going to tie up the car with, with somebody like that but he can't get it. He's been trying for about eight months now with different instructors and cannot get it. Okay, and he's in Cork. Well, perhaps if there's any instructors in Cork that are, you know, are, are in a position to do that, Nicola, by all means we'll tell them to get in touch with us here. Um, give us a text. 53106 is the number and we can, we can certainly, if someone does get in touch, we'll put them in contact with you. Yeah, all right. Well, listen, Nicola, thanks a million uh, for getting in touch with us here on the programme. Matt in Virginia's text in. He says, part of the curriculum. Are you for real? Yes, let teachers teach everything but the school subjects. There's only so many hours in the day to teach. People need to get a grip. Not everything can be taught in school. Be parents, suck it up and parent, says Matt in Virginia. There you are. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.